Two others, both criminals, were led to, out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched, and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. They then let him save himself. If he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one, the soldiers mocked him too. By offering him a drink of sour wine, they called out to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with the words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanged beside him, scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminals protested, the other criminal protested, don't you fear God, even when you are being sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has done, hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First United Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, here is Pastor Ryan Strebeck. And uh, I've got to ask, as we get started this morning, do we have any uh, fans of The Who out there any old rock fans classic rock fans got a few all right yeah a few more hands now we're all admitting okay good deal well um so this there's a song by the who called love rain o'er me you know the one i'm talking about and uh, it has been classified by some experts as containing the greatest rock and roll scream in history so I don't know if y'all can kind of think back to the song. I know you're going to go listen now after the service and see what you think. So I'd like to know if after listening to it again, if you think that's right or not. It is a pretty wild scream. I thought about trying to get Brian and the band to do that today uh, just to see what kind of pipes they could have. And the wow, you know, that nice, strong uh, 70s, 80s rock scream. But anyways, this scream in this song, which happens more than once, and it gets stronger throughout the song, it really magnifies the desperation of the song. It magnifies what sounds like a prayer of the song, which is that things would be different. Pete Townsend, who wrote the song about 1972, he looks to the clouds. You know, he looks upward to the heavens and says, Oh God, I need a drink of cool, cool rain. He's looking for something to bring him comfort, something to change the way things are. And we, friends, on this final Sunday of the Christian year, before we reset everything on the first Sunday of Advent next week, we look to Christ, who is seated on His throne. And we cry also for things to be different. In Luke 23, the text that was read for us, Jesus is crucified at a place called the Skull, probably named for the geographical surroundings. Sometimes they would crucify criminals with ropes 
And in this case, at this time, uh, with Jesus and the two crucified, crucified on either side of him, they used nails. And so hanging there, painfully dying, our King, our Savior, speaks to us from the cross. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And as he speaks these words of grace, he's taunted by three different groups of people. He's taunted by the rulers, he's taunted by the soldiers, and he's taunted by one of the criminals who's being crucified with him. So the people stand by and they're watching. The rulers scoff at Jesus. They're mocking him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he's really the Christ of God, you know, the chosen one. The soldiers also mocked. They came and they offered him sour wine as a mocking gesture and said, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. And then there was this inscription that was hanging over Jesus. The king, this is the king of the Jews. It was common for them to take a sign and make a little placard or a sign that was sort of the nature of the criminal's offense. This would let everyone else know that came to watch the execution why this or that person was being executed. And so in this case, this was Jesus' crime, is that he claimed to be the king. Even though Pilate knew he was innocent, the criminals were beginning to figure that out as well. Jesus is hanging there with a sign over his head, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hang there with him, of course, joins in the mockery and says, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal says, do you not fear God? And he rebukes this other criminal in the same way that Jesus rebuked evil spirits. Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. We are criminals. But this guy has done nothing wrong. We can see that. And so this criminal in this moment of great faith and ironically figuring out what's going on, he turns and says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, truly, amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. We get a big reminder from Luke as he's telling the story that Jesus is the one who came to save us. It started in the opening chapters of Luke. The word save is mentioned four times just in this short text. Even the name Jesus comes from the name Joshua, which means, right, he will save us. He's the one that will save us. Jesus' unwillingness to save himself, or some might say his inability, does not prevent him from saving others. This is the great irony of the scene is that the criminal who rebukes the other criminal recognizes that Jesus will not be saved from death. He knows that Jesus is dying and he doesn't assume that Jesus will be delivered from this particular death. But he recognizes that it's, that it's through death that Jesus will bring salvation. He gets it. Father, forgive to those who crucify him. And today to the criminal, you will be with me in paradise. The announcement of forgiveness, anytime we hear it, draws us into the heart of God. And I think gives us confidence to ask, Jesus, when you're in your kingdom, remember me. Don't forget me when you go to your kingdom. 
And we hear this reference from Jesus about paradise. Today, you will be with me in a place called paradise. What is paradise? Paradise, the old understanding of paradise, is this is God's garden. I don't know if we have any gardeners out here or farmers, but this was God's garden. This is the place where everything grows. This is the place of new creation. And all through the prophets and the, the Old Testament, as they were approaching this time, they would have been keen to pay attention to these themes of new creation that the prophets talked about. They knew that paradise, this place of blessedness, had been closed off to them since Genesis 3. Do you remember when Adam was given the boot and they were kicked out of the garden, kicked out of that original garden, that original paradise, and they're exiled from that place of God's blessedness. They're exiled from God's garden. And uh, so they've been out. We've been outside up until this point. And we see now you know, that this place, this realm of blessedness where the righteous would go after death, Jesus now reminds us or teaches us that this place of blessedness, Paradise really comes from being with Jesus. Simply being with Jesus, that's paradise. So paradise, which was closed to Adam, which has been closed to us, Jesus makes the announcement, in effect, that paradise has been reopened, that the garden is available for us to enter into again. In fact, Jesus says that paradise begins today. Today. Today with Jesus, even though we live in a world full of darkness, a world where someone like Jesus could be murdered in this way. And yet, this paradise that we experience today will only be realized fully at a later time, in the new Jerusalem, when God's garden is in full swing again, and the new creation and the new Jerusalem and everything's as it should be, when God has made everything right, that has been made wrong along the way, when God sets all things to rights, when everything is made new, that's the full experience of God's garden. And we look forward to that day, but in the meantime, we don't have to be outside of the life of paradise, which Jesus offers through the connection with his very person. This occurs to me as a wonderful short prayer for us to pray at any time, really, in any season, at any part of the day, morning or night, or in the middle of the day, in the midst of a stressful situation, in the midst of a hard time, in the midst of an exciting time. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me is a great prayer for us to pray. It's certainly a good prayer to have in your pocket when we're nearing the time of death, or perhaps if you're near someone who is nearing the time of death, this is a great prayer to lift up. Jesus, remember me when you enter in your kingdom. The good news of the reign of Jesus Christ, even as we stare at this unlikely way which Jesus became king, hanging on a cross with common criminals. The good news is that because Jesus was born of a virgin, because he took on flesh, because he entered into our time and our space, he is able to perfectly hear our screams. We cry out, just like Pete Townsend in the song, we scream all the time for things to be different, for love to reign. And so Jesus offered his very life as a sacrifice. He was not a victim, but he gave his life. Remember, he said, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down willingly. And it was from the cross, it is on the cross, that our scream was answered 
by the good king. And our scream is answered by the good king with a scream of his own. And as the breath left the body of Jesus, the power of evil, the power of sin, and the power of death was broken forever. And because God highly exalted Jesus and spoke the word of resurrection life and gave the Son of God the name that is above all names, we know him as Jesus, the good king, who lives today in and through the life of the church, and he will return on the last day to judge the living and the dead. And on that day, he will make all things new. And we who join our scream to his on this day and all the days to come, we will be with him in paradise. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.